I want to talk about the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to begin by reading uh, Matthew 17, um, just the first opening verses, and we're on the Mount of Transfiguration. I hope they're familiar words to you. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it's good that we're here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And a voice from the cloud said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, rise and have no fear. And when they lifted their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. The glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I want to say simply two things. And the first is a preview of glory. Now, the context of the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter has just confessed that Jesus is the Christ, that he is the king, this world's rightful ruler, the king to end all kings. But, says Jesus, before the crown, the cross. A few verses before we read from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed be killed to the ears of his disciples uh, this is truly shocking that the way up is down that the way to the crown is through the cross that the glory can only follow the sufferings and so now jesus reassures the leading disciples he says, truly, I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. It's rather enigmatic, isn't it? Jesus says some standing here. Who? Well, he's referring to Peter, James and John. To them will be given a preview of glory, which they are to keep secret until after he's risen, he says to them, tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. On the Mount of Transfiguration, God collapses time and space. And he brings the future into the present. So that Peter, James and John get a glimpse of the glory that will be. When every knee shall bow. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so we read after six days, Jesus took Peter 
and James and John his brother and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them and his face shone like the sun and his clothes became white as light. They see the full identity of Jesus. They see that he's the Christ. That he is the son of God clothed with glory and majesty. That here is the savior of the world. And behold, there appear to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Moses, the law, Elijah symbolizing the prophets. Here is Jesus in perfect fellowship with the law and the prophets. If the Old Testament was a story looking for an ending, Jesus is that ending. And then Peter, verse 4, said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. It seems that in Peter's mind is the feast of tabernacles, um, that feast which pointed to the consummation of all things, God's new world. Well, it seems that Peter feels that that new world has already arrived. And then verse 5, he was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And a voice from the cloud said, this is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. We hear the voice of the father, the voice of approbation. This is my beloved son, the son of my love. I so love him. Listen to him. Here is the ultimate disclosure of who God is. Here is the final word. And then we read, when the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, rise and have no fear. And when they lifted their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. Suddenly it's all over. And this preview of glory is gone. And so there's so to the second point. Before the glory, the sufferings. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. So before the crown, the cross, not the Mount of Transfiguration but a hill called Calvary, Golgotha, the place of a skull. I wonder, have you ever put the transfiguration side by side with the cross? Because they throw light upon each other. On the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus' clothes become white as light. But on the cross, he's stripped naked. On the mount, his face shone like the sun. But on the cross, that face was marred more than any man. He no longer even looks human. On the mount, he's flanked by Moses and Elijah. On the cross, he's flanked by two criminals. On the mount, a bright cloud overshadows them. On the cross, we read, there is darkness over all the land. 
On the mount we hear the Father's approbation. This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. But on the cross, heaven is silent. And Jesus cries out, that voice ringing out in the darkness, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You feel almost there's not even a sense of sonship. He doesn't say, Father, Father, but my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The Mount of Transfiguration, the cross. Which one shows the glory of Christ? If we only have the Mount of Transfiguration, the king without the cross, all he could say to us is, depart from me, you cursed. But as the king upon the cross, he can say to us, your sins are forgiven. And there's no condemnation. Come, you blessed of my father. The glory and the glory. There is the glory of the king to end all kings who will judge the world, who will overthrow all wickedness and make all things new. And there is the glory of the king of love, the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me, who was forsaken so that every sinner who falls upon the kind arms of Jesus is welcome. The king shares our ruin so that we can share his glory. On the cross, they turn his glory into shame. And yet that shame reveals his glory. The glories of his love. And as Charles Spurgeon says, it gladdens the eyes of saints and angels world without end. God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. So we come to the throne of grace in and through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray for the coming of the King your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The Mount of Transfiguration and the cross, the glory and the glory.